Welcome to the Amateur Hour Podcast with Ryan Wozniak and G. Reg Austin. I can't believe they gave these assholes a podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Amateur Hour Podcast, uh, presented by Nobody Currently. Hopefully, we get that sponsorship sometime soon. Uh, we will give a shout out to Anchor. Uh, they're the ones that host our podcast and distribute it to all the different channels that you listen to us. I am Ryan Wozniak, one of your hosts of the program. The other one, G-Reg Austin, is back. G-Reg. Welcome back to the Anchor app podcast of the Amateur Hour. Brought to you by, hey, you didn't say brought to you by, brought to you by G-Reg Productions for now. Oh, that's even fair. Though, and, you know, uh, G-Reg Productions and the wonderful new TV web series, which we'll be talking about later, uh, which is wonderful, based on the last video store on the planet, Blackluster Video, uh, created by me, starring me. Co-written by me and more. And more. So welcome back, man. Uh, you know, we had my wife, Julia. She's wonderful. Uh, she jumped in. Who that? Who that? My wife. I'm kidding. Okay. I, I know I'm kidding. Yes. But she jumped in and co-hosted with me for the last episode. Uh, she, did. Yeah, she did a good job. She did a good job. She thoroughly enjoyed it, so she might join us in future episodes. Okay. But it's nice to have you back, man. So uh, why don't you tell the people... You know, uh, how, how's life going? Oh, you know, it, it's uh, 2020 is uh, one of those things that's called a roller coaster. So It's a shit show. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a shit show. I mean, you know, it, my life is basically just it, something really great or really terrible happens. So I don't ever have anything that's just like, you know, oh, that's just, you know, it happens. It's normal. No, it's just a roller coaster for me. I got a, I got the infection again, and uh, nobody knows how it happened. And uh, well, had another surgery, and now I got another bum foot, and uh, uh, you know, but I'm healing up, and uh, it's it's going better. So I'm just you know kind of taking it easy, even though I'm not taking it as easy as I could be. You know, I'm not lifting my foot as much as I should be. Hopefully, my doctor's not listening to this, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm alive and, uh, you know, my doctor did a great job. Shout out to Dr. James Flynn, the boss, the goat of orthos in the Michiana area, Northern Indiana. Um, but yeah, I'm getting around and, um, uh, you know, just, you know, trying to enjoy life and relax and, uh, uh spending time with my daughter who is, uh, funnier than me actually, but, uh. We, in the meantime, you know, working on my uh, television show web series, which I'm excited to talk about later on uh, in the show, uh, to continue my campaign of uh, hashtag make Greg funny again. Um, we'll, we'll continue that. And I, I've got a lot of stuff to say later on in the podcast, but I know we got a lot of sports to go to, a lot of uh, topical, topical things that are, you know, hitting the news left and right. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to take it away. Yeah, yeah. We're going to touch on a couple different subjects this week. Uh, give some updates to Major League Baseball and the COVID-19 situation that's happening there. We'll talk a little NBA and some NFL and college football. It's a very fluid situation. Some people are playing. Some people aren't. We'll talk about that. 
because that's going to start up here in literally two weeks or so. And then we'll also touch on some crazy stories that Greg has for us and then some other fun subjects along the way. And like Greg mentioned, we'll wrap up the show talking a little bit about what he's doing off this podcast and with his web series and everything involving lackluster video. So Greg, if you're ready, uh, you want to just jump into things? I'm ready. If you're ready, like, uh, you know, uh, Saka Souffle. I don't know what that means. Greg, let's talk some baseball. So Julie and I touched on this last week. The COVID-19 situation, it's been such a fluid situation with the teams. And, you know, Commissioner Rob Manfred came out last week and said, basically said, you all need to get your shit together. Otherwise, we're not going to finish the season. So just to recap, the Miami Marlins, they had an issue with COVID-19 running rampant through through their clubhouse. Now it's the St. Louis Cardinals. It's starting to ramp down a little bit. But the problem is, you know, they're trying to track where these teams kept getting the virus from because none of the other teams were testing positive. It was all within these organizations. Well, come to find out, the Marlins, we talked about this last week, went out the weekend before the opening series and partied up in Atlanta and got sick from that. And then it came out that the Cardinals decided to make a little side trip to a casino and the players that went to the casino ended up getting COVID-19. So that's how they got that. And now it came out the other day that the Indians don't have any positive cases, but two of their star players, pitchers, Zach Plesek and Mike Clevenger, both broke team rules. And while the Indians were playing the White Sox this past weekend, they decided to go out with some friends in Chicago And they got in trouble. Well, the Indians said, you know what? The rules are the rules. Major League Baseball said if you leave the hotel and you break curfew and all this other stuff, we're going to send your asses home. And they did. So baseball right now is hanging on by a thread. You've got the Cardinals, like I mentioned. They have not played a game in 17 days. They've only played five games since the start of the season. They're actually going to be playing the White Sox here um, this weekend. There's... They're, they're that's been to, postponed. Well, no, tomorrow's game has. So they're gonna they're starting it off with a doubleheader on Saturday. So, but oh. but they haven't played in 17 days, and I'm not gonna lie, as a White Sox fan, you know the fan base we're licking our chops. We haven't played the Cardinals haven't played in, in over two weeks, and we get to play them right away at home. Sign me up for that. But anyways, Greg, what I want to know is, you know, you're a Cubs fan. The Cubs really haven't had any issues. They're actually the best team in baseball right now, which is wild. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's it's crazy. It's, it's, but like, what what are your thoughts on all this? Since I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it last week. Well, as I look over to my TV and uh, I was watching the uh, end of the Cubs game on my Fox Sports app, it just buffered as uh, someone from the Brewers was swinging. Uh, yeah, it's just stuck there buffering. Um, but yeah, it you know. From many perspectives, I cannot believe how good our record is when our bull, bullpen is a pile of doo doo kachu. Craig Kimbrell, oh, oh he's what, so yeah. bad. Oh, it's it's just it's disgusting. Our bullpen is trash. You Darvish looked really good tonight. I had I had little to no faith in him, but boy, he did. He looked really good. Final um, score four to two. Thank you. Yeah, because my buffer is just sitting there at four to four to one. Um, but beyond that, uh, 
uh, yeah, okay, 17 game or 17 days without the Cardinals playing, just disqualify them already. You know, we're you you know we're gonna take the NL Central anyways. Just get rid of them, just to make it less stressful for us and the Brewers. I mean, it's it's stupid. It's gonna. I mean, if we can even if we can even make it through the season, I just I just cut them out. You know. Uh, and that's me talking realistically and also because I hate the Cardinals, but we're, um, we're almost a third of the way through the season. And they've played yeah. five games. And that's <laughs> and that's not, I mean, the fact that we're going to, you know, base it off of percentages and shit like that. No, no, they, they may as well be disqualified if they're pulling BS like that. And if, you know, and on top of that, I mean, you as a white Sox fan, I mean, you guys are licking your chops to play them. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too excited. You don't want your guys to catch the old, well, it's, it's also based on in the fact that, like, nobody has had any positive tests in the last, like, couple of days. So that's – so, like, you know, obviously yeah, they're but being – still ling- – I mean, it, th- this stuff, the more and more I, you know, learn about it, this stuff lingers. But um, I'm not going to get into what I think a, a lot about that. But, yes, continue. Yeah, well, Ryan. I'm just, just saying that, like, you know, I mean, hopefully all precautions are taken. And, and anybody who has been a problem I, – I think what it is, too, is, like – you know there is that two week buffer with symptoms and all that stuff as we're all aware of. So if yes. you're if you're taking out the players that originally tested positive that have had it and they're still not, I, I still think that those players are not a part of this traveling team. I still think that that the only players that they're running with at this point are the ones that have tested negative since the since the start. So right. I I think that's I mean they're gonna they're gonna err on the on the side of caution on that. I don't think that they're going to bring anybody who has the possibility of still being infected um, to the to the team, just like you said, because it has been 17 days. So, so you're looking at the people who originally, you know, had it, still probably having lingering symptoms or maybe still being um, contagious. Because I mean, look at the the players that had it at the start of the season. You know, when they were testing people at intake. You know, there was right. uh, like for the White Sox, Juan Moncada was one of the players that had had COVID. Um, he sat out for like you know three weeks before joining the team. Luckily, like he's fine, but um, I think that that Major League Baseball, you know, they're they're coming down with the hammer on these teams. Like like I said, Manfred was like, "Hey guys, like enough. Like if this is a situation where you're getting it from going outside of like places that you're supposed to be at, like you're and, and and I feel like you can agree with me at this. That it's just irresponsible. Like like everybody wants to have sports. Like don't jeopardize that. Like, don't be that guy that, like, ruins it for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know this year, you know, people, we're finding out how selfish people really are. Um, And not that we didn't know people were selfish to begin with. But, I mean, it's just common courtesy, especially, you know, yeah, we want sports. But thinking about it this way, it's not that, again, it's not that long of a season. So with them trying to go out to casinos and stuff like that, I understand uh, you know, you know, you need to want to have fun and everything like that, but you're still, you're you're getting a, you know, a ha- barely a half season than you normally would. So if you can just hang tight, I mean, you can go, you can go risk whatever you want to after this season's over. Especially <clears throat> with the Cardinals, uh, could have been maybe contenders. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're um, on the fence. I don't really they're think on the, they're on the fence. I, I don't think they're gonna beat us or the Brewers for the division, but. Uh, you know, if they actually gave a crap, I mean, they they should do that. But I, in my opinion, I mean, it's just, you know, it just makes me, 
you know, I don't want anybody to get COVID unless you're a murderer or rapist or pedophile, but uh, <laughs> um, I wouldn't wish that anybody aside from those three groups. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, it, it's like, okay, it's typical St. Louis Cardinals, you know, you know, they, you know, I, I mean, like I said, I, I wouldn't be too excited to play them, but um, I, it's just selfish. And I'm, I'm really just I'm really sick of hearing about just what they're doing when they're getting paid that much money um, and, and they still have a great luxury. Yeah, it's not. I mean, they still have a great luxury to have fun where they're at. Um, they can still do whatever they want within means. I mean, you still yeah. have a freedom. It's not like real jail. You know, it's not they, they have they, they just have no idea what it what it would you know how bad it could be if they just got stuck in that hospital room then that would feel like jail when they're fighting for their life so um but uh yeah that's my that's my take on it i i can't i can't stress it enough that it's again it's a short season you know i say just qualify them just get this over with then they can go have all the fun they want knock them out and uh, let it let let the cubs and the brewers duke it out like like it's going to be anyways i mean it's just it's just uh, they, they I, I just didn't see them if, if they're acting like that, that means that they're not in the game and they're not dedicated enough to to want to, you know, take it to that next level. Um, and, it, and if they somehow got away with it, it would just be clearly on the fact that they've had less games. So right. the odds of them actually winning is is a moot point. So if if this keeps up with them, I say kick them out and, you know, on to next year for the St. Louis Cardinals, write them off for the season. Well, and that's what I was th- saying too. Like, obviously, like you know, I understand that now they've decided. Okay, well, when we decide for these playoff seeds, obviously, like you know, maybe not all teams are going to end up playing the sixty games, and we are going to go by this percentage thing. But like you said, you know, right now, like I'm going to take a look, and this is the, this is uh, the the standings for the NL Central right now as of uh, nine. Uh, about 9.30 Central Time on August 13th, okay? So the Cubs are 13-3 and three after tonight's win. And then you've got, you know, Cincinnati at 8-11, and 11, Milwaukee 7-10, and 10, and then you've got the Cardinals at 2-3. and three. Like, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's wild. That's not even, that, that that's so skewed. I and mean, based on, both, and, and, you know, especially when they're going to base it off percentages, if they're based on percentages, like it shows that the Cardinals are only five and a half games back of the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> it, again, it, that shouldn't they, they they that right there again solidifies my point. Yeah, disqualify them. This is this is not a. I mean, this percentage BS. It, it's not. Well, what's wild is like the the Marlins. You know they they went for a week or so without playing, and now they they've right. played some games. I mean, they're, they've played 12 games compared to the like Cubs playing 16, so they're almost caught up at this point because they've been playing some doubleheaders and whatnot. Sure. But, but like, they're 8-4. and four. Like, they're one of the hottest teams in baseball, which is insane because they're finished, they were picked to finish, like, dead last in, in the National League, and they're 7-3 and three over the last 10 games. So, I mean, we, I don't know. I mean, this is just absurd. These, these, these Florida, Florida is just, like, I don't know. It's just a horrible place, and again, it's America's penis. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fitting. 
Um, but, but but let us know what you guys think, though. Um, you know, like we mentioned before, you guys can hit us up on the Anchor app, drop us a voicemail, or you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at the AHPod, hashtag AHPod. Tell us what you guys think. You guys uh, think that baseball is finally going to get together? Do you think we should get rid of the Cardinals? Maybe, if, I mean, obviously everybody that's in the NL Central wants to get rid of, get rid of good. the Cardinals. Um, just give us your feedback, and maybe we'll add it to our next episode. But coming up next, we'll Hashtag Redbirds Lieb. Redbirds Lieb now. Yes, that too. <laughs> but uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to talk NBA. We're also going to talk about how the bubble life is expanding. So uh, what does that mean? Stay, stay tuned. We'll be right back, guys. All right, Greg, let's talk NBA. Uh, Julie and I talked last week about the NBA bubble and uh, what all is involved with that. So the NBA has been successful and hasn't had any COVID-19 outbreaks. They've got it all under control. And Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, actually said recently that it's going better than he expected, which is good. So they decided now, since all these players are away from their families and basketball is going to be going on still for a couple more months, the NBA playoffs will actually start this weekend. Um, They've decided to open up the bubble to guests, but there are some rules that are involved. Now, you know, we do have a lot of players that have, you know, wives and or girlfriends and kids and all that kind of stuff. So they would like to bring their family in. Obviously, there's going to be rules and regulations involving this, whether, you know, how how long they have to quarantine or where they have to stay and all that kind of stuff. Um, But there are some players, you know, that are a little bit younger, fresh out of college, who maybe just have a random side chick or, like, you know, a girlfriend or whatever. But there's going to be these policies in place. So let me tell you about these bubble guest rules and then you can let me know uh, how you feel about this so there's four rules basically the first rule is players will be allowed to bring in family and established long-standing personal friends Uh, rule two player guests can quarantine in the team's market for three days travel to orlando and then again for four days or travel directly to orlando and quarantine seven days there Rule three, each player is allowed one ticket per playoff game for a guest, plus an additional admission for a child. And rule four, not allowed in the bubble, so this is the big no-no here, is someone that the player has not previously met in person or has only limited in-person interactions, known by the player only through a social media channel or an intermediary. So meaning, you know... What? Meaning like Instagram models that are like, you know, dropping in the DMs of these players, these girls, or maybe some, you know, ladies of the night, if you want to call them that, um, you know, they won't be allowed to come into the bubble. It's got to be strict, like um, family and, and very, very close friends, probably business associates, maybe agents, stuff like that. So what are your what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that? This might be a bad idea. It might be uh, bringing the virus in. I mean, what's the difference? I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, okay. Oh, your family is okay to come in? I mean, I, I mean, they still could be carrying the same thing. I mean, it's not. But, I mean, they would have to quarantine. Yes. I mean, so so who, okay, so you said immediate family and, and such, but 
you can't have a lady of the night. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Or yeah, it's basically defined as someone that the player has not previously met in person or has had limited in-person interactions with. Okay. So so like Snapchat girls and right, right. and Instagram no, models. I, yeah, so oh, they can't get their rocks off for a little bit. <laughs> what I mean you know, this so, is the conversation that I had with Julia last week. Like, we were talking yeah. about the bubble life. And when this was all announced and the NBA was like, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, you're going to be in this bubble for like three months away from everybody. Now, I remember they talked to these different sports reporters. And some of these sports reporters were like, oh, well, I can't. I'm not going to be able to do that. And I told Julia, I said, you're telling me that I have the chance to go to Orlando and like hang out at these resorts, go to these NBA games, do all this stuff, do all this cool shit. They're all fishing. They're all doing this cool shit for three months. Bye, Felicia. Pack my bags. I'm leaving. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, like, what's the big deal? This goes back to the baseball thing. Three, behaving yourself. Like, who gives a shit? Just go do your job. Months. That's three only months. one quarter of a year. And you get paid. And, and you get paid so much money. Do you know how, again, and you're whining about that stuff. Like, you're, I mean, it's just. It, it actually makes my head hurt because I just, <laughs> I just, first of all, you're healthy enough that you're, it's not like you're gonna, uh, aside from something unforeseen happening, you're not going to die. So when you come out of the other side, you're going to be, you're going to be like, wow, I've got all this money. Now I can enjoy that, the effing heck out of this money with my family or with my ladies of the night or <laughs> with my, my uh, 17 cats, if that's what you're into. And or, you know, or or your family, you know, it's it's just there's so many stupid scenarios why like people are impatient. I understand compulsiveness and and like, oh, I'm missing that and I'm missing that. It's like, you know what? I am baffled at that because it's like, okay, we got three months. We got one, two, three. We're in August. So uh, it's It's like October, October, October. Guess what? You're still going to be. Uh, free for the holiday season so you've got like that whole holiday season that you can enjoy and if you would just think of it that way like you're already going to be playing basketball and you're already playing at your at a professional level and you're making all that money and you've got all this to look forward to after that but at the same time it's not miserable you only are making it miserable if you're complaining like oh i can't you know i can't be a stud, but that, but that's another thing too. Uh, you know, some of these guys are wanting to, you know, uh, uh, cheat or something, and and you know, especially if they have wives or something like that. Maybe they're trying to sneak them in into the bubble and try to be under the radar. But now, uh, how stupid could that be? Because you're you're under the radar. I mean, it's like trying to, ooh, I'm sneaking in uh, Tiffany Ann into my, you know, into yeah. my my bubble pod. Like we're gonna we're gonna do some bubble pod, naughty tie, ma- <laughs> naughty babies. bubble stuff. Bu- yeah, bubble babies. You know <laughs> we're gonna be, and then it's gonna go pop when they come out. But the thing is, uh, like I I don't want to like don't get me wrong. Like I'm I'm not saying that the people who opted out are bad people. Like people opted out for various reasons, right? What if like okay they had a medical underlying medical condition, you know, or like a situation like how baseball like some people are opting out because like. You know, they were having their their wives were having ba- babies or like some other stuff. Like I understand that. Like so, like I don't want to get it. Like you know, 
twisted here that that I don't think that you know that don't you know, get it twisted, dog. Yeah, like I don't want it to sound like I'm saying like if you opted out, like you're a bad person. Like I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying like if if you're there, just just do your job, get paid, enjoy the game that you love, have fun, go fishing with the guys, do all this stuff like they were they're they were you know bonging beers, all that kind of stuff like. Oh, they even it's like get a to, vacation. They're going they golfing. The, they, they even get to get wasted. I yeah. mean, that's even... J.J. Reddick was, like, drinking, like, every day was, like, showing off the different... Like, it was either a beer or a wine he was drinking every day. Like, they could have, like, Snapchat sex or something like that with their, you know, just get all these, you know... Because, you know, I'm sure, you know, all these ladies of the night <laughs> are be sending them some... Uh, Provocative photos, and but, if and know, if you guys want to see some of the cool shit that they're or actually, provocative men, I don't know if they hey, you know get it's twenty twenty. We're in twenty twenty, you know, we're provocative, you know, pans gender people. Yeah, but like we're, if you want you know, to see what they're doing in the bubble, they, there's some really cool stuff on there. Um, it's bubble like, fun. It's like NBA bubble life. I forget what the the handle is, but it's it's a couple of sports writers down there. They're collecting all these Instagram videos, all these Snapchat videos, and and it, and like they. Like you get to see like all these people cool like people doing cool stuff like I said you know Paul George is out there fishing with some people and then like JJ Reddick Paul like, George fish with me <laughs> and like JJ Reddick you know slamming beers like it's a, it's a good time I trust me I wish I could be there you know everybody else we've all been trapped in our cities for for months like I would love to go down there and be like in the vacation and, and knowing the fact that I'm not going to get the virus because everybody else is doing their job and you're just enjoying what what you do for life I mean. You've got all that, all that fun to do, and I mean, all that fun to have. Excuse me, that was improper grammar, but um, it it is like you said, a mini vacation, and you can do pretty much, you know, you're you've just got some limitations. Like you have limitations at any job, Uh, you know. But if you're paying me seven or eight figures, I'll go and spend those three months in a bubble. Peace out. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're naturally talented. It's not like, it's not like, you know, saying me or you, like, we're no hoopers or we're no, you know, you know, ballers, you know, but if you're just naturally talented like these guys are, and they're not even, and they're getting paid regardless of whether they win or not. So who really, is there really a problem here? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know. I really don't care about uh, their little whiny feelings at that point because not only is it for their own safety so they don't get sick, just the same thing with the baseball players and all the other ones. It's just it's for their own safety, and they've created such a fun environment to mask the fact that they're, they can't be around, you know, all their family members all the time and, and their, uh, their hookers or whatever, <laughs> you know. Uh, or you know what you know whatever they're into, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got access to everything. You've got the you've got your internet. You're getting you're partying. You know, you're you're gonna get to know your teammates and your other teammate or your your rivals even better. You know, like it's gonna be just. It's, I mean, it's kind of a neat. I, I think it's kind of a neat thing, and it, and it would be fun. You know. Yeah. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying it's the the best choice but the nba has went out of his out of their way you know to make sure this is as comfortable as possible and as safe as possible while doing so and so, they knocked it out so of the park they sure did and 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 
and you're getting paid again to play a game that you like, a, a game, let's just go again, a game that you like, that you decided to play professional for because you enjoyed it, and that you were good enough to be a pro, and you're getting paid enormous amounts of money, um, and then they're letting you have fun in the meantime on your time off, in between practices, and, uh, and you know, just, uh, you know, going to the gym and, and, and playing, it, playing a game that you love. Uh, yeah. being competitive, so I don't want to hear it from them. I, I but we want to hear from you guys, though. We want to know what yeah. you guys think. Um, you know, what do you think you could live the bubble life for like three months? Do you think that people are kind of throwing a fit that shouldn't be throwing a fit? Do you think um, we'll see the end of the season? I mean, right now we don't have any infections, uh, so do you think we'll be able to crown an NBA champion here in a couple months? Let us know what you guys think. Drop us a message in the Anchor app or send us a tweet or keep the conversation going with hashtag AHPod. And like I said, hit us up on Twitter at the AHPod. Coming up next, we're going to talk some football, Greg. Football's the right around. Washington football team. Football is right around the corner. So the hang- Washington football team. <laughs> so hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. There's millions of options, but we picked the football team. All right, Greg, so we are in the middle of August. Fantasy football is going to be starting up. Real football is going to be starting up. So let's talk NFL. Uh, There was a big day for the NFL tight ends today. So George Kittle became the highest paid tight end in NFL history, uh, signing a five-year extension worth $75 million with the 49ers, and $40 million of that is guaranteed. Um. And then also later in the afternoon, the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey agreed to a four-year extension worth about $57 million. So it's a big day for the tight ends. A little nugget about George Kittle. So, um, you know, he is now the richest tight end in NFL history, which, uh, you know, like I said, $40 million in guaranteed money, $30 million of that guaranteed on day one. And Can you is, audibly hear my eyes rolling? Yeah, that's twelve million dollars more than the previous high of Austin Hooper's eighteen million dollars that he got for a guaranteed contract. Um, and then also, but George Kittle, uh, stat-wise though, I mean he has more receiving yards than any t- uh, tight end in NFL history through three seasons, the most catches through three seasons, and the most receiving yards in a single season by a tight end ever and is the best blocking tight end in football. So, like, I mean, everybody's getting paid in the NFL. We talked about in the last episode about Patrick Mahomes signing his half-a-billion-dollar contract for, like, 10-plus years. So it looks like the Chiefs are setting up for their 1-2 connection uh, for years to come. What are your uh, thoughts on, on these really big contracts for these tight ends? Obviously, these two guys are among the best in the, in the business. Well, uh, Kittle was kind of like one of those guys that, you know, 49ers fans were always really high on. And, but he was know, very under the radar. He, that's, that's, he, he took the words right out of my mouth. He was very under the radar, and then he just sort of kept sneaking up. But, like, you know, I, I have a friend that's a diehard 49ers fan, and, um, I'm, you know, the 49ers nation has always been very uh, big on him. And I, I was it's like, well, yeah, he's all right. I mean, he's a tight end. You can never – you can never just be like, you know, aside from the specialties like Gronk and 
at one point we thought Greg Olson was going to be, you know, somebody. But, you know, you just get into those, you know, or even back when Jimmy Graham was on the Saints, you know. But but they're typically short-lived and they're not um, they're not as consistent as somebody like a Gronk. But you get somebody like a Gronk who's super injury-prone. So you go back to Kelsey, though, bouncing that back. Kelsey has had his share of injuries, no doubt. But he is he's, he's nothing but a stud buffin. Uh, per se, whenever he's out on that field, regardless, even uh, even before he had uh, the the as I call him Magic Mahomes, Magic Mahomes is just I mean he's something else. But Kittle, like you said, was under the radar. Kittle has grown and 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 he's just I a mean, beast. He's he's unbelievably annoying if you're playing <laughs> if if your team is playing him because it's just like he is. It's, it's like watching him again. It just me watching him. He surprises me every time. I, I shouldn't be surprised when he make, makes these catches and gets through these uh, heavy blocks and and does all that stuff. It shouldn't, but he always does because, like I said, he he gradually moved into this role of being so dominant. And um, I was very, uh, it was very impressive and very frustrating. Uh, you know, especially me being a Packers fan and watching him just tromp all over us. But Kelsey is a little different to me. I think Kelsey's more explosive. I think Kelsey's more fun to watch, personally. Um, as, as, a, as a football fan, I'd personally rather watch Kelsey, and it's not just because of my we're our pseudo-rivalry with the 49ers that we've had going all the way back to Colin Kaepernick days. Um, but it's... Kittle is the real deal, and he's not injury prone. Um, him being the highest paid tight end in football is not a problem to me. The being the highest paid tight end ever, I mean, again, can you go back and say, hey, there's been tight ends that have been more more well rounded, or you know, than him? Besides, like currently, like an explosive Kelsey that doesn't get injured. So I mean, there's a big argument there saying, well, why not? What? Why not pay him that much? Because we haven't seen a tight end be so. You know, you, you go back to the Jimmy Graham or the Tony Gonzalez, um, and and you think about those, and and they were great, but they did not. Uh, they didn't follow through, and they and they certainly now again Kittle's. Only, to my knowledge, he's only been on the Niners, correct? Right. He's, he's only been on the Niners. But if you ever saw like somebody like Jimmy Graham trying to do a by comparison, when Graham tried to go to when Graham went to the Seahawks, it took him one, maybe two seasons. It takes at least a season for him. And I know he's up there in age, so so you're just gonna say, oh, he's old. But if you watched his first season, like Jimmy Graham, it took him an entire season to get adequated with the system. A whole, it wasn't just a few games or a half a season. It was a whole season. And then he started to somewhat play good, and then he got better, and then he got traded again. Um, and now he's back at the Bears, because I'm kind of going off subject here. Um, Jimmy Graham is a bad move because of it, at his age and how long it takes to get adequated to a team. He's not just going to come on, come on and be explosive anymore. But Kittle at... 
uh, I believe a young age. Is this his fourth year or fifth? Yeah, yeah. So he's played. Um, he was drafted uh, in the fifth round of 2017. He's 26. Okay, so he's his fourth year. This, this will be his fourth season coming up. Yeah, fourth season coming up. So, um, paying him the amount of money, uh, I think you're going to get your money's worth for at least a couple of years uh, out of this contract. Um, granted, he stays uh, non-injury prone. You know, knock on wood again. You know, you knock on that wood, and it's um, as long as he doesn't get injured. I mean, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of stinking money, well, but you'll get your money's worth. Ten million dollars of that of that bonus that he's getting that forty that or I should not say bonus the the forty million dollars that sign on bonus. Well, no, it's it's, it's not forty sign on, but forty yeah. million dollars guaranteed out of that seventy five. Sure. So, so out of that out of that forty million, thirty is a is is the the like the signing bonus, right? So you get thirty million right off the bat, right. and then ten million of that remi- of that remaining money is an is a injury uh, payment. So if he gets injured and he can't and like like he can't play anymore, like maybe it's like a broken leg issue and his and his career is done, he still gets ten million dollars. Sure, I mean so. I mean, so so he's also got an insurance policy in there. Basically, so, yeah. So so he negotiated, or his agent, or whoever negotiated a phenomenal contract, and um, and for now, after playing three seasons, he's proven that he's done nothing but improve and progress. Yeah. And not just improve and progress, but even he's improved and progressed to being. N- n- the best if not you know tied for the best with somebody like kelsey but he again he hasn't been injured like kelsey kelsey's been in the league a little bit longer obviously but um but i think i'm, I'm not i'm not too first of all one he annoys me because he always ends up we we don't have an answer for him as the packers um and i'm sure that's you know uh, as other teams that have to play him uh, or annoyed, but uh, but but I respect the hell out of him. Two, I don't like his name. I think his name is stupid, but that has nothing <laughs> to do with it. The name George Kittle, it's just so dumb. Um, but but that's not a reason to dislike someone. Yeah. Uh, but I have little quirks that you know, if I can think of a reason I don't like something that you know, when especially when they're beating me, you know. So so uh, personal biases aside. Yeah. Uh, and but 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 before I even before you go to the personal bias, and then Patrick Mahomes, I I, I don't mind it at all. Patrick Mahomes is is like uh, is like a godsend for us football fans. Um, if you he's the you best know, player he, in the league right now. He's just so fantastic to watch, and he's so much fun. Um, and 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 I it, you know I don't know him personally, but he he seems to be a good guy from what I from what I see. You know. You never know with these people. Always, stuff always comes out later sometimes, but not always. But, you know, like people that you know are good people like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, they're, they're great guys. But um, I, I think, you know, you know, granted, from what I see, I think he's a great guy, and he's, he's, mag- he's magic Mahomes. He's just literally a magical football player. Um, he's, he's, he's just he's, – he's a gift for us for entertainment. He's a gift to football. Um, and, uh, you know, with his style, he's got, he's got mobility, uh, in the pot. He's got, I mean, he's got the pocket presence of Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers. He's got the scrambling ability of, of 
Cam Newton and 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 the accuracy of 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 a Rodgers or a Breeze. Um, it's just it's just wonderful. Uh, he's just he's just an incredible player, and um, it doesn't bother me that he's getting paid that much. Kelsey uh, is is a like you said a, a one two punch right there. Boom boom. Uh, you've got those, but Kelsey does. Uh, lean towards especially as he gets older he's going to be more prone to injury so um if kelsey can stay healthy it's definitely worth the money for him too as well but um kittle i don't know if they had to pay him that much but they certainly uh him being the highest paid um and then kelsey being right below him um it makes complete sense uh just by i mean you just look at the stats and look at the fact of kittle not being injured but anything can happen. Anything can happen. So um, you're going out on a limb and you're paying based on uh, previously and what have you done for me lately. And we don't know what he's going to do this season, but he's certainly not going to be bad. Um, but knock on wood, you don't want anybody to get injured. So, um, But he's such a beast, you never want to see something like that where a, a big guy that's so powerful uh, get hurt a lot. I mean, because once you get hurt once, you're more prone to getting hurt again. So uh, hopefully he doesn't get hit with that curse that Gronk got hit with, you know. Um, again, I think Gronk's an idiot, and he <laughs> brings it on himself because he's Gronk smash, run, two, pound. But uh, but uh, I think I want to believe he's a little smarter than that. But, um, yeah, in, in the long run, do I think, aside from Patrick Mahomes, uh, I think he was paid fairly being, you know, I still think he's totally worth every dime because um, I see nothing but uh, I see nothing but wins for him in the future and I see more championships. Um, but they they may they, they could have paid Kittle and Kelsey a little less and still and they still would have been the highest paid. So, well, and Kelsey, um, like, you know, he's entering his eighth season. Um, right. And outside of his rookie year, he's either played 15 or 16 games. Uh, mm -hmm. And his, he's got the stats to, to, to back it up. You know, he has 507 catches for almost 6,500 yards, and he's scored 39 touchdowns. And he's been selected to play in the Pro Bowl five out of those seven years. So, I mean, obviously, like, he's got the stats. Like, like you said, Kelsey, or not, not Kelsey, but uh, Kittle, you know, only – only th you know three seasons in but also you know these are extensions so this is you know Kittle was going into the, his last year so this is adding uh you know four years on, on to that to that extra year that he still had with the team this coming season and Kelsey's was an extension as well so I think he still had maybe two years left on his contract but obviously you know I don't I don't know what Kelsey made in his in his his first contract or maybe he's he's on his second one at this point um, but yeah, I, I still think though that that those two guys are obviously at the upper echelon of, of the tight end position currently in the NFL. Like you said, some of these other guys have fallen out. You know, like you know Jimmy Graham or you know Greg Olson's on his last wheels. But you you know, it's just hard to think that the tight end position. If you compare these contracts, like Patrick Mahomes' ten year contract for like you know five hundred million dollars. But, like, you know, you've got 50 or $75 million at, at five years. You, I mean, it just depends on the position. And now you're – and I have a feeling you're going to see more of these 
extended contracts for higher amounts for these tight ends because that tight end position has, I mean, as you, as you're well aware of, especially you know on, on the Packers having some some tremendous tight ends over the years, that that position has evolved from that blocker, that old school blocker position where you know once in a while maybe you caught a pass to now basically being the stud receiver on a team like Kittle is basically you know their stud receiver. Kelsey is is a solid number two, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 interesting to see. You're going to see a lot more of these contracts, especially if this position tends to trend in the direction that it has been for say the last like ten to fifteen years. But yeah, in in piggybacking off of that again, and also going back to what I said, Kelsey was fun to watch, even with somebody like Alex Smith. Kelsey is fun to watch. Period. But then you add the explosiveness and excitement of Mahomes with Kelsey. I mean, as a football fan, whether that's your, you know, one of your division rivals or you you typically don't like the Chiefs, you can't doubt as a football fan in general, that's not fun to watch them. They are just... I mean, mean, and that's why they won the Super Bowl, because they were just that good. Exactly. They were just that good, but it's fun. Like, watching Kittle, it was like, you know, Kittle was just, you know, like, you know, you know, very, you know, very Gronk-esque, as I was talking about. But just watching Kelsey, just the excitement and the 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 sheer, the sheer love of the game, I can just see the passion in somebody like Kelsey or Mahomes. And it and 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 you know, you get those you get those people that are like, I don't watch pro football because pro football they don't they only play it for the money. But when you look at somebody like Kelsey or Mahomes that has that real competitive spirit. And there's a hell of a lot more of them out there like that. There's very few that actually just go there for the damn paychecks. Like, get real get real people that think that college is, is the only one where they're passionate about. These guys want to win. They wouldn't be out there just for a paycheck. There's, there's, we don't have a bunch of Jake Cutlers out there anymore. We've got people that have real competitive spirits. And this new generation... Is 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 not what these boomers and other things people are saying uh, that they're not competitive. These guys have heart and spirit, and it's fun to see them come in here, and 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 especially the ones that are just uh, a, a gift to football, like like Patrick Mahomes. I am just, I'm just, I'm just happy for the sport having somebody like him, and then you know Kelsey just being there. For you know, however many few more years he's going to play in the league, the, those two together, it's it's going to be it's going to be scary for the other teams, really, because you know uh, they're definitely they're definitely beatable in the regular season. But you're you 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 catch now the chief now that the Chiefs have that experience big time, they're going to be they're going to be a tough tough cookie, and it's going to be a pricey hot dog to have to go up against them. Um, so I'm I'm excited, and I th- I think I think those guys deserve it, um, what they got. I just think that, uh, like I said, maybe not pay, you know, maybe 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 they could have still gotten away with a little bit less on Kittle, uh, but um, these guys are definitely worth it. Uh, go for it. It's entertaining football. They're talented, um, and <laughs> knock on wood, I don't want them nobody to get injured. So. Uh, I I think they made a wise decision. These are these are legit contenders for years to come.
we've been talking about the COVID-19 situation in the NBA and the uh, MLB. You know, Julia and I talked about a little bit how the NFL is trying to prep and obviously players reporting to training camp season is being played as planned. So we'll see how that goes. They're not doing a bubble situation. So it's going to be kind of like baseball where everybody has to just kind of keep their shit together and we just kind of roll with it. So out of the 2,800 players that were tested total, so you're actually 2,880 total players, you've got 66 that opted out for the season. Unfortunately, we don't have a full list on, on all the names. We mentioned on the last episode that the Patriots had a big chunk of players that, that opted out. Uh, some other players around the league for various reasons, like we talked about, like, you know, you know, maybe it's an underlying medical condition or your wife is expecting whatever. So, you know, props to them. No big deal. So what I want to talk about, though, is the NFL has decided, similar to Major League Baseball, that they need to have a plan in place to kind of keep players on the straight and narrow so we don't have any outbreaks like we've had in baseball. So the NFL um, come, came up with a like a fining slash suspension system for these players where basically um, the, the football teams will have to impose a maximum fine of an amount equal to one week's salary and or suspension without pay not to exceed four weeks for conduct detrimental to the club for engaging in high-risk COVID conduct. So to, to kind of simplify it down a little bit, it's coming down to a few different rules similar to how it is in baseball. Like you have to stay at the hotel and all that kind of stuff. But for, for football, they're narrowing it down to high-risk situations. So putting yourselves in the worst possible situation. So the, this includes the following. So the football players are not allowed to attend an indoor nightclub unless a player is wearing PPE and there are no more than 10 people in the club. So obviously that's not realistic. Two, attending an indoor bar other than to pick up food unless a player is wearing PPE and there's no more than 10 people. So, okay, unless you're just picking up food, highly doubt that's going to happen unless you're Lou Williams picking up those Magic City Wings. Um, why wouldn't you just have them delivered? Right. So for clarity, they're... Again, they're, why would you pick, like, just I don't, have them... I don't know. People are I mean, stupid. I mean, if you go there, I, I don't I don't see what the point in that, unless you're just trying to be like, oh, while I'm waiting, I'm going to have a beer while I'm here. Right. Or, you know, I don't know. You go there and, like, hurry up and chug a few beers or something. I don't, I I don't know. know. But I now, but, know. but for clarity, they're saying, like, quote-unquote, a bar does not include an establishment that offers food service and which a player attends primarily for food service, even if the establishment also includes a full-service bar. Now... Uh, that sounds... What? I That doesn't make any sense to me. A bar does not include an establishment that offers food service and which a player attends primarily uh, for food service. Well, that'd be a restaurant. That's not a bar. But yet, <laughs> basically... Yeah, no... If it has a food license, it, <laughs> that's it, a restaurant. That's a restaurant. But the thing is, is they could have worded that much simplified. It, if it, if it's if if the bar has a food license, they they didn't even have to say restaurant. If the bar has a food license, then you can go to it, which is basically based on what. Oh gosh, that's that's such a headache. Just yeah. Who wrote that? I like, don't know. They should be smacked in the face. Uh, I Who know. Wrote, so, what, so what, they, what, what an asshole. Uh, yeah, so that also. So this also includes house gatherings of more than fifteen people without the. Wait, 
House gatherings of more than 15 people without the players, so that means 16, and all guests wearing masks or PPE or where social distancing for more than 10 people is impossible. So no house parties, basically. And then that's the and then number four. This person trying to make us solve math equations. I don't know. And then number number four is attending an indoor music concert or entertainment event. Okay, that makes sense. I understand that. And then that was simplified. Yeah, or attending a professional sporting event other than NFL games or events, unless the player seated in a separate seating section, such as a suite or an owner's box is wearing PPE, and there are no more than 10 people in that separate seating section. Okay. And then finally... The real question is, if they're wearing PPE, can they go PP in their PPE? I mean, it's 2020. You can do what you want, I guess. The only other thing that you can't do is attend an event that is prohibited by state and or local regulation, executive order, or law implemented due to COVID-19. So basically, it comes down to players are A... Not allowed to go to the clubs. Not allowed to go pick up food by themselves. Not allowed to go to house parties or host house parties. Can't go to concerts. Can't go to other sporting events outside of NFL events. And basically, you can't do anything illegal that's against any kind of law, ordinance, or anything that's going on with COVID on a state-level basis. So, if a player violates this, according to this rule, it says here, no written warning will be issued to a player for a first offense in these categories. Basically, you violate any of these categories, it's automatic one-week salary deduction and a suspension up to four weeks. Oh, this is this is this season's gonna be a shit show. I, I can't know. Wait. My- and on top of that, real quick, I just I want to throw this other thing and then I want to hear your response on this. And like we talked about before, not you know, we don't want to go down the political road. We would just you know, we all believe in science here at the Amateur Hour podcast. Um but the Cowboys. I also believe in God too, though. So yes, that's that's good. Yes, God in science. There you go. It's a it's a it's a, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. To do that. Yeah. Unless, unless you're a Scientologist, that's just weird. Um, but also, just want to throw this out here. Listen to my show or not? If you're a Scientologist, then. Um, um, the the Cowboys are planning to have fans now under Texas regulations for uh, for COVID nineteen right now. When it comes to sporting events, they're allowed fi- up to fifty percent capacity. Well, as we all know, Jerry World holds about 110,000 people, so you're looking at at least 50 to 55,000 people allowed to be in there. This sounds like this is a nightmare waiting to happen. I mean, you'll be talked about baseball not having a bubble, and it's kind of a mess trying to babysit players and all this other stuff. I mean, what, what's going to happen this NFL season? <laughs> well, not to sing out, single out a specific position, but I feel like I'm, I'm going to... I don't know. Let's let, let's start off the pre, you know, the pre preseason, uh, you know, bets. And you guys out there can listening on. You can, you guys can roll the dice on who's who's going to be, what position is going to have the most offenders. And my guess is it's going to be wide receiver. You know that's funny you said that. Uh, that would have that would be my fourth choice actually. Really, my first one. I'm going to say running backs are going to be getting into the most trouble. Um, I'm going running backs, and uh, I think defensive ends and cornerbacks are going to be. You're going to see a lot of mischief with those cats, and then and then you'll see some wide receivers get a little wonky, but. Running backs. I mean, you just think of how much uh, 
Oh man, I just can't wait. Well, there's to see. a lot of divas in the league, and I that's why yeah. I said I said wide receiver first because, like, when I think yeah. of like uh, of of the NFL divas that are always out causing causing issues and doing this and stuff and getting in trouble with the law or or getting in trouble with the league, I I think wide receiver first. I think, but um, you know, like you, I I agree with you. It's it's going to be interesting to see you know because you know it's 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 honestly it's up to the players to to keep their acts together but yeah they're going to be but, pol- I, but we need to keep track of this because i want the listeners you know um all eight and a half of them uh <laughs> eight and three quarters eight, eight and three quarters maybe if we're lucky um you guys let's see let's try to have keep a track of yeah. what what percentage of what position so we can uh we we can make a joke stereotype and be like, oh, the wide receivers are the most mischievous ones. But I but I but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go running back and you and you take your side. You can go wide receiver. But I'm gonna go running back and then two defensive positions. I'm I'm picking three so I so I'm covering grounds. Who who what are your other two? Okay, well I would um, say wide receiver first. And then I believe um I also agree, running back, and then um, okay. maybe maybe the punters. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, no, punters Lord. and place kickers. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 known to be quite the party animals. I mean, outside of Pat but, McAfee, that's about it. <laughs> oh Lord, and yeah, Pat McAfee was. Oh Lord, <laughs> that's another podcast for oh, another time. God, I did, but. Uh, but yeah, what what else? You said wide receiver, running back, and who? And I would maybe because you've got some D, uh, divas on the defensive side, like you said. So your your safeties or your DBs, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. So so you're close with mine because I'm going defensive end and well, cornerback and defensive end. Um, I see, I see. You know, somebody like even though Richard Sherman is disciplined, I see Richard Sherman doing it just out of sheer spite. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I, um, I love Richard but, Sherman. I'm not gonna um, lie, I like um, him. Yeah, I'm I'm mixed on him, but I hate you know, uh, you know he's uh, he's been on two teams that I that I dislike. So, um, it, it's it's whatevs in, in my opinion on him. But I, I see him, you know, I see I see someone doing also someone doing really uh, something way worse. Than Le'Veon Bell smoking pot, and then I just see Le'Veon Bell getting a stricter penalty just because he smoked pot again. Yeah. And then and then I and then I think that'll be the point where Le'Veon Bell says, "Fuck it, I'm I'm done with the league. Um, if you can't handle me smoking a doobie once in a while, you guys can kiss my ass. You don't deserve me." And you know what? Well, they, what's they, his face was high for every game that he played. Uh, what's that yeah. wide receiver uh, Percy Harvin? Remember? Percy Harvin, yeah. Percy Harvin was a nutcase. Le'Veon <laughs> Bell's not. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell's actually just like a, a really good running back, and it's just like, oh, he partakes in a little bit of weed smoking. Who cares? Who in the hell cares? Now, I know it's against the rules, but it's not like he's doing perform. That's not a form- performance-enhancing drug. It's not like he's he's shooting steroids up his ass, doing coke before games, and then doing coke at halftime to keep his ass you know, you know, running even harder, which is not good for your body to begin with. But, um, uh, you know, he's not he's not taking any of that stuff. I mean, he's enjoying a little bit of pot uh, on, on the downtime and he's still one of the most 
uh, elusive, um, very, very intelligent the way he runs too. very patient uh, and, and, and extremely quick and, and this powerful running back. So um, not that he's on the best team, but it's still like I feel like he's going to get shysted again. The poor guy uh, when somebody's probably going to go out and bang some hookers and fight you know fight a couple of uh and we don't we don't we're, we're politically correct here fight some small people and end up you know end up in the back of a paddy wagon and then he's going to get the same penalty as Le'Veon Bell did for smoking a blunt you know I think that's absurd um and that's not fair but uh I'm going like I said I'm sticking to running backs then defensive ends and cornerbacks um I think I think I think we're going to see some when we see that happen, we're going to see some – it's going to be, like you said earlier, and, and like and this is not a joke, it's going to be a shit show. There's going to be week after week. And, and, you know, actually, you know, for the sake of the podcast, I hope so because we're going to have so much to talk about. Oh, yeah. But for the sake of, of actually being able to try to enjoy a game um, in football, the fan in me hopes not. So – uh, for entertainment purposes, I really hope I, I don't really hope, but for entertainment purposes, I hope there's at least some fun week to week because I really do think that's a, that's going to happen because these guys, these football players, they're not basketball. Ba- basketball and baseball players may think they're wild. These football players are fucking wild. These guys are honestly the nuttiest bunch of of uh do you, do you agree with me they're I the do. nuttiest I, I just they're the nuttiest i mean i think it's the most entertaining sport american football but it, they're also the nuttiest of the nuts in the sports world well I cte mean, does a lot for that sport well <laughs> well it does but i mean even pre cte i mean these guys are these you know i mean these guys you hear more and more about them so like you know whether they're whether they're just crazy or they're scumbags or they're they're just fun party animals you know i mean just going down the line there's very few of them that are real tame or real you know people like you know real tame like somebody like drew Brees is a family man you know but 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 a lot of these like i said a lot of these football players are wild um not necessarily the quarterbacks but uh these football players are just in general more wild than any other sports uh uh, type of sport is what I'm trying to say, uh, whether it's baseball and stuff like that. Um, do you think we'll see a full season? Do you think, uh, or we're going to have like outbreaks? What do you think? I think we'll see some outbreaks, but I think I think we'll actually get a full season. Um, I I think we'll see the first time where maybe um, where we may see some teams have to forfeit. Though, yeah, that's. I think we'll have to see some teams forfeit and some interesting uh, calls on that. But um, uh, I'm knocking on wood. I I hope I hope I'm wrong. But I, I there's definitely going to be some outbreaks, especially in the winter. Uh, the winter time. I do believe that there's going to be a second wave. Let us know I what think. you yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Um, you think the NFL is going to. Be able to pull this off? What do you think about uh, getting 50,000 people in Cowboys Stadium to watch the Cowboys play? Um, it's going to be an interesting mess, maybe even a shit show, like Greg said. 
Uh, coming up next, though, um, we want to flip uh, the other side, the amateur side, of, since we are the Amateur Hour Podcast, but the amateur side of, of football, so a.k.a. college football. We're going to give you guys a quick update on where the uh, various conferences are standing on if they're going to be playing in the fall, are they going to be playing in the spring, are they canceling all together? What the hell is going on? We'll be right back. Julie and I talked about this a little bit last episode. So the season has been up in the air. You know, in theory, we're in the second week of August, meaning that college football on any other given year is going to be starting in a week, which is crazy to think about because, you know, with the, with the pandemic and everything, it's it's literally like the 175th day of March to me. Um, but, you know, college football is around the corner. But it's been such a fluid situation. And we reported on some stuff last week about how certain uh, conferences were thinking about not playing or maybe they were canceling it all together. The NCAA was leaving it up to the individual conferences to make their decisions. And we have some clarity on what's going on. So when it comes to the conferences that aren't playing, you're looking at the FCS as a whole. So basically what you know, FCS is now referenced to basically Division Two, right? You know, it's FBS for the... the the bowl series, and then it's FCS mm-hmm. for the championship series. So it's basically Division Two. They're completely stopped. So all Division Two basically is not being played. Uh, when it comes to the Power Five conferences, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are postponing their seasons to the spring. So that, with that in mind, uh, some of the the Big Ten schools were not happy about that, including Nebraska and Ohio State. Ohio State was originally going to try to inquire to play with other teams from other conferences, but their um, athletic director, Gene Smith, came out shortly after the Big Ten's decision and confirmed that they are not exploring options for fall competition and they're going to play in the spring with everybody else in the conference. But Nebraska, they're, they're pitching a fit about this. They are not happy, and they are trying to play elsewhere, whether it be with the Big 12, maybe it's going to be with the SEC. Not sure on that. But the Big Ten commissioner basically came out after these grumblings with Nebraska and said that, well, okay, Nebraska, if you want to go play somewhere else, then you can go ahead and leave the conference. So Nebraska is still kind of – yeah, so Nebraska is on the fence about that because I'm not going to lie, as as someone who is affiliated with, with the Big Ten, Big Ten is a nice place to play with some of these teams. And the Big Twelve, I mean, yeah, you know they got some good teams there too. But you know, you got it, you got it good right now in the in the Big Ten. But we'll see how that ends up. So with those conferences not playing, that leaves it down to the SEC, the ACC, the Big Twelve, Conference USA, the American Athletic Conference, and the Sun Belts are going. That's to be just playing. something you don't expect. Like, I mean, you, it's it's something that you would think in the back of your head that they. They would just be like, oh, that's what they should say. But you would never expect them to come out and just be like, well, if you're going to do that, then you can leave. If you don't like, like you can get out. You can get out. Yeah, you can get out. Like, that's 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 some exciting. That's some uh, that's some good old uh, dirt sheet drama right there. Uh, that's that's some good old backwoods. Let's let's see what's going on. I'm like, oh, man. Well, you, and that's you throw the. You throw that around like, oh, I'm gonna go look around, and then and you, you lay down the law and you do that threat. That is, 
that is some intense stuff. Well, and that's what I mentioned last week because we talked about the ACC doing a similar situation with Notre Dame, right? So Notre Dame, right. as as we talked about in the last episode, they it's kind of a hodgepodge of, of opponents, right? They they pick a little bit from the Big Twelve. Big Ten, they pick a little bit from the Pac-12 and, and mostly the ACC since they're technically independent when it comes to football. But now with all these conferences saying, hey, well, we're doing only conference only, as as was reported in the last episode, obviously now things have changed with the Big 12 and the, in the, in the, in the um, sorry, the Pac-12 and the, and the Big sure. Ten. But so now the Notre Dame opponents have been like dropping off left and right. Now I also left out the MAC conferences also not playing. So so your ball state, your Does West anybody Michigan. really care about the well, MAC? Well, I'm telling you, Maction on 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 Wednesday and Thursday nights, man, it's, it's some good Mid American football, you know. But um, sure. you know, not everybody is a Big Ten fan <laughs> no, or an kidding. SEC I, fan. I agree okay, with you. all right, yeah. settle, settle down there, LSU. So, uh, oh yeah, I know so, we're playing. It's the South, of course. Right, right. So I'm not so, worried about my football team not playing. No, but but like I was saying though, so like they don't know any better. Down when there. it comes to Notre Dame, <laughs> you know they didn't have any opponents to play, so they said they reached out to the ACC or maybe the ACC reached out to them. I don't know what exactly happened, but they are going to be playing as a part of the ACC this season. So. You know, the ACC is not doing separate divisions. This is all, I don't want to get into all this stuff because this is stuff that I mentioned in the last episode. But they're going to be playing a conference-only schedule. Notre Dame is going to be eligible for this. They'll be able to play for the ACC championship. And then whatever the college football play, playoff looks like this year, I mean, obviously, we're, we're, we don't want to get way ahead of ourselves because at this point, like, you know, this could all change within a week. And, and, you know, something happens and an outbreak comes out and then all of a sudden there's no college football at all. So we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. On oh, my that. God. Newt Rockney's back from the dead, but he's a zombie <laughs> and he's got the covid and win it for the Gipper. Oh, um, my goodness. He's got the he's a covid zombie. <laughs> but Ish. so so it basically comes down to, you know, are, are you going to you're going to see you know players from some of these bigger schools decide that they want to play elsewhere. Are we are we are we going to see players transfer? And is the NCAA, NCAA going to grant them immediate, um, you know, right to play? The eligibility is it going to be instantaneous? When instead of the typical, you got to wait a year. What are we going to do about these other schools? Like what what happens now? You know, like like we said, Nebraska decides. Well, fine. You know, screw you. We're going to go play elsewhere. So they're going to go play with the big or the the Big Twelve. What happens with the Pac-12? What you know? What if USC decides? Well, we want to still play. So where are they going to go play in the SEC? Like it's going to be a wild scene over the next couple months. What do you think? How do you think this is all going to play out? Like A, are we going to have a college football season? And B, what what is it going to look like? No, I definitely think since only. We only had two opt out, and it's the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. We're gonna get a college football season, and it's gonna be a blast to watch. Uh, I think, I think we're gonna see, um, and I think that, I think they will grant some of the wishes because it's gonna be like you said, like USC and stuff like that. There's gonna be more teams that wanna, that wanna jump in and play. So we may see some expanded competition within conferences like the sec and like the uh <laughs> and like the um uh wait we said the the mac opted out too yeah yeah so, you, so you're so these are the they only did, they did the, 
Yeah, these Mac. are the only conferences that you're going to have. Mac, Pac-12, and Big Ten are out. So we've got SEC, ACC, ACC Big 12 and, are the major and, players. But you still have Conference USC, um, uh, right. American Athletic Conference, and Sun Belt. Right. So yeah. So I, I think we're gonna get we're gonna get it because they're just gonna they're just gonna have to do it just with that. They're gonna do the same thing. Um, the I don't see them making any different changes to the rankings. So uh, in 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 this stu- in this stupid ass scenario though, it's just gonna it's just gonna inflate Notre Dame's uh, uh, rank. You know, give them a pseudo high rankings again. Um, piggybacking off that i think i think we will uh but that's just gonna you know uh that's just gonna raise my eyebrow again even though with less teams still makes me uh irritated why there's not more than four teams in the playoffs because you know because of a weak schedule like a a Notre Dame or something like that to be able to just uh get into the final all all that's going to happen is i foresee a team like Notre Dame we're going to see Notre Dame in there. Um, or you're going to see like three SEC teams out of four. Yes. You're going to have like Notre Dame and three SEC teams, and Notre Dame's just going to get squashed in 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 the semifinals again, and it's just going to be a waste of a spot. And it's just so – it's such – it's it's just so annoying just to, to, just to waste a spot where you could have a team like uh, – like a TCU who could actually maybe like pull an upset if they were in there or Oklahoma know, Oklahoma that could actually pull an upset because Notre Dame's not going to pull an upset over Clemson let's just be honest well they got to play him in the regular season now and they got to play him and I mean get real like the, the, this is just this is just especially in the playoffs is what I'm saying like I mean I know with it being the regular season, they've had closer games, but, but, uh, but, but Notre Dame's not a legit contender for these SEC teams, and, um, and this also, in in a way too, it also benefits even after a lot of the losses LSU's got because we, you know, of our amazing team last year, we're, we're still going to have a solid coach with a solid defense, um, and uh, we've got some good recruits, but that's also going to make it a little bit. Uh, easier for uh, LSU to get into the playoffs this year too, um, but again, if they had everybody again in there, it wouldn't be as easy. So, so um, I I think we're gonna have a college football season. In the gist of it, I think uh, a lot of teams that are in conferences that are not uh, in conferences that opted out are going, they're going to make the move. They're going to players. It's, it's, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's going to be, but whoever wins the championship this year to me, isn't going to be worth shit because they didn't have the, the full competitiveness of a regular season. So I, I, I don't feel, I feel whoever wins this year, even, you know, I'll be excited if LSU, could pull it off again you know i'd be you know be more proud of them but it's still not going to be the same as it would be you know any so, you, so you'd still put year. like a like an asterisk next to it though it's an asterisk it's like it's like okay uh we won but with mm, kinda mm, kinda because you didn't 
have you, you know well, there's yeah, that you're not big playing whatever. any big 10 teams and like you you're talking about if, yep. if you ohio take, state are you freaking kidding me and wisconsin and penn state in wisconsin them, yeah. yes yeah i mean ohio state just alone um and you know the, the, that's a team that would never you know leave their you know they're not going to go leave uh, they they do enjoy modern rice though once in a while, uh, but it's it's just it's it's not going to be the same without, like you said, uh, teams like Ohio State or Wisconsin. So, um, uh, I like what you said with the asterisk. Yeah. It, it's going to be fun. I think this is just going to um, this is purely for entertainment. This is their their competitive spirit. It's going to give. Uh, teams an opportunity to maybe shine a little bit more than they didn't before. But at the same time, the SEC isn't going anywhere. And the SEC, aside from uh, the Big Ten, the SEC is just going to just trample this. And then and then with the likes of maybe a, a light schedule Notre Dame to sneak in just to lose. So... Um, I think they need to take this opportunity and rethink the playoffs um, after this year because it's going to just be a blood fest of, of, of in, 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 in a figurative speech, a blood fest of SEC teams just gobbling, gobbling the world up. Um, or do we, or do we take the playoffs and we wait and we do them in March then when they start the season back up? Because, because, like, you know, if okay. you, you got these teams that are playing in the spring, right? So you got two full conferences, kind of, well, actually three, right? So everybody's playing these other games in the spring. Now, do once the end of the season happens for these teams that are playing in the fall, do we reconvene everybody in like April and do the championship then? Well, that's a good point, thinking that they're going to play in the spring. So why wouldn't you, um, you could do what, what I would do if I was that in that phase, you do a final four of this setup and then do a final four of that setup. And the winner of this final four will face the winner of the like you've got a four. fall champion versus a spring champion. Exactly. And that, and that in, in that sounds perfect. Um, the only downside is, and, and you're, you know where I'm going to go with this on the only downside you have all that time off yep. um, for the fall champion. Yep. So um, there's no momentum. There's no uh, rolling. So you've got a problem there. So, I mean, honestly, you could probably just go with, I don't know how you do that. I mean, it in, in on paper, it sounds perfect what we just came up with, but, yeah. but immediately thinking about that, there's, that's a problem. There's no momentum. There's no uh, rhythm. There's no, I mean, they can train and practice all they want, but it's not the same as continually playing, even with the kind of break that um, college football does get before that. It's not the same break. So um, they're going to have to come up with something interesting, or we're just going to have two, uh, two intercontinental champions for the <laughs> year. And then, and then maybe, maybe for shits and giggles, if we go back to the regular fall season, let's say we go back to the regular fall season next year, we could see 
the two champions face off in in uh, quote unquote the the season opener. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that would be another cool way to 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 kick off the season. I mean, there's so many different scenarios they could do. Um, if they thought they could do it and they could keep a team going hot, um, maybe maybe even you know have the fall team have some exhibition games um um quote unquote where uh where you know uh you could watch locally or something like that to get the teams prepared like you know maybe play a team that's you know what like a division three team or something just to get uh loosened up uh before that before the big game against you know like let's say what do we got sec so let's say uh, God forbid. No, I don't even want to say it, and I don't want to jinx LSU. So let's just say, <laughs> for instance, um, let's just say Georgia wins uh, the fall. Okay, which f- fuck Georgia, but um, it, it's still better than Alabama, and it's better than jinxing LSU and saying they're going to win. So uh, let's say Georgia's bulldog shit ass uh, wins, and <laughs> Then uh, we go up in the fall, and it's Ohio State. But we but before Ohio State wins, in the meantime, we have parallel games. So we've got local games of of the Bulldogs playing, you know, you know, like Georgia Tech maybe Georgia Tech and and just some interest, you know, just exhibitions to get them, uh, you know, more loosened up and actual real games to do that. Um, I think that would be a neat scenario, uh, you know, and it would give an opportunity for more practice for both teams and more exposure, and it would still uh, gain viewership because people would still watch those games. So the only downside to that, though, it would be meaningless for the other team. Uh, but it would be fun to say, hey, we beat the <laughs> we beat the, the champions that are going on to the mega, cha- you know, yeah. The undisputed championship of the of the quote unquote 2020-2021 uh, season. I think that'll be fun if they if they come up with something fun like that, which they never do. By the way, Ryan, let's just let's just be honest. They don't. They they. It's almost like the college football committee does not understand how to be creative or have fun. Um, they're not. They're like. No, it's just we had a hard enough time getting to four. What do you mean eight? That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be the year three thousand. We're that's, gonna have that's another that's that's a whole another episode. I think we could record just on just, just on, on just on, on how lame the college football committee yes, is. Yes, it's I have it's, some, I have plenty of of opinions I would love to share. So that's something that we should yeah, do in the we future. We could go off on a tangent for days about yeah. how fucking lame they are. They're just. Yeah. There's it's 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 like a it's like a really stubborn old white man that's that's like you gotta talk him into you can't talk him into anything he's not listening and and it's just that's just the way it is and, <laughs> and it's just like no ner- why put nerd why even put Notre Dame as number four you're just feeding them to Clemson or Alabama or Georgia or LSU it's like stop. Yeah. Stop put you just put them out there. Put put some wild team like TCU that can score like sixty seven points in a game that could pull a stupid upset. Yeah. You know, like give me a break. This yeah. is just you know, 
but I I digest again. Um, <laughs> but let us let us know what you guys think. Like you know, we we uh, we'll definitely talk about this again in the future, and especially as we get closer into the college football season. As I said, maybe maybe we'll we'll do a whole episode on how we feel about the current situation in NCAA football. But let us know what you guys think. Do you think we're going to have a full season? Do you think uh, we're going to see? Players jumping teams. Do you, are we going to see teams jumping conferences? What's the national championship going to look like? Are we going to have a, a spring versus a fall matchup? But let us know what you guys think. Fall versus spring undisputed championship live on pay-per-view. Michael Buffer will be there via Zoom. <laughs> so let us know what you guys think. Drop us a message in the Anchor app, or you can let us know on Twitter at the AHpod or hashtag AHpod. Coming up next, Hashtag something. Hashtag something something. But uh, speaking of social media, Greg, we're going to talk about uh, the unfortunate situation involving Marty Jannetty that came up last week. And uh, we'll talk about some other fun stuff. And uh, we'll wrap up the show uh, with some uh, nuggets about Greg's new uh, productions and some of the stuff that he's got going on outside the podcast. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. Greg, so this next story, this is something that I know I don't I don't know if I want to use the words near and dear to your heart, but this is something that came up about a week ago. Uh, and near and dear, yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right phrase to use, but but what I would like to talk about is something that came up. It was kind of trending on Twitter. I remember like waking up in the morning and seeing this and I immediately texted you like, "What the hell is going on with this?" So Marty Jannetty, former WWF wrestler, not even WWE, since he's an old school guy, former tag team partner with Shawn Michaels. Everybody that followed wrestling, you know, as a kid throughout the '80s and '90s, know who he is. The and barber then, shop, right? Exactly. So he, a little bit crazy, and out of left field, apparently confessed to murder last week. Um, so this is all on a Facebook post. I'm going to read. The was it face- Facebook or Twitter? It was, it was Facebook. It was oh, really, okay. yeah, it was on Facebook. Yeah, I am friends with him on Facebook, but I, I, I don't know if he took the post down after a while. But I went to look for it. It's probably. I would assume that the people who probably surround him probably were like, "Yeah, you should probably delete that or hide that or something." But yeah, I'm there's gonna screenshots of it. Yeah, there are screenshots, and and I actually have the screenshot in front of me. Um, so I'm going to read word for word what's in the post. So. Once again, this is this is a, a quote here. I, I and there's a, unfortunately a little bit of little bit of awkward racist uh, homophobic language. So I, I you know don't want to offend anybody in that. But I'm going to read post word for word just so you guys. Viewer discretion is advised. Well, I guess it will be more listener like, discretion yes. is advised. Yes. So I mean, you know, we already marked this podcast as explicit as it is, so it's it's fine. So I'm going to go ahead and read this, and then I want to get your opinion. And then, Greg, you, me and you were kind of talking about this, and you have a story you'd like to share about, Marty, just because you have that um, that uh, former, um, not not even... Oh, I, yeah. Oh, goody. Yeah, so I can't oh, wait to hear goody. about this. So anyways, so this, like I said, this post was from about a week or so ago. I don't have the exact date in front of me. But it says, quote... I never told no one this, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him, and I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently came home from Vietnam. 
I was 13, working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying weed from a fag that worked there. Then he put his hands on me. He dragged me around to the back of the building. You already know what he was going to try to do. That was the first, very first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. But Winnie, the girl in the pics, he's talking about this girl that he's photoed with in this accompanying photo with the post. I likes you so much. I likes you so damn much, probably my favorite, but I promised myself way back then nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. End quote. So he basically admitted to murdering somebody. Now, we don't know the full story behind it, obviously, and we can just contextually put it together based on what he says. Um, but, yeah, apparently he murdered somebody, disposed of the body in the Chattahoochee River uh, back when he was 13 years old. Well, that escalated quickly and came out of nowhere. Greg, your thoughts on that before we get into your associated story? Hmm. Yeah, um... Again, you know my thoughts on uh, a, a, a pedophile, regardless of the uh, FAG comment, um, which is, you know, homophobic. But um, I have no sympathy for pedophiles or uh, murderers, for that matter, or rapists in general. Um, so uh, Marty Jannetty is, uh, let's just be honest, he's... He's a piece of shit. He's a bigot, and um, we we know that uh, uh, by any by any means. But um, uh, do we know about that woman that he was talking about? Is is, is she okay? I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. All I know is, yeah. I, I mean, there's rumors that this was like um, a, a girlfriend of his. I don't know. He, he, well, he does copious amount. Of it. Let, let let's just uh, get this out there. Um, if you're going to book Marty Jannetty for a wrestling show, you not only have to pay for his plane ticket and pay f- pay his uh, regular fee, which I believe, oh, I think to book him is like six hundred to seven hundred. But you have to supply him for with cocaine for the entire weekend. Jesus. Um, or at least pay for uh, find the dealer and and then you know get it for him. Yes, he he requires it in order to work the shows. Um, I do know this because I have, uh, briefly, I was in the business, as they quote-unquote call, uh, wrestling, um, the pro wrestling business, uh, roughly 10 years years ago to this this summer, actually. um, I was ring announcing for a local promotion up here in northern indiana um and i and it was one of my dreams to do that uh at least be a part of a wrestling business since i was a little kid and i got to see just how awful the uh local yokel professional wrestling business is and how how just grimy and just it's just not you know it's it's not what you always would think it would be as a child, but um, the story. Let's let's just pretend like 
we don't know Marty Jannetty as quite the bigot. We just know him as a kooky cartoon character, which he, let's be honest, he he's a bigot piece of shit, but he, he's a damn cartoon character. So we're, uh, we're over here on the south side of South Bend, and I'm ring-announcing Marty Jannetty, and it's quite, quite the scene because I don't really know, again, I don't know his full personal life like he does, but evidently I was finding out, you know, he's always got a groupie uh, of a couple of women with him. Um, whether it's a prostitute or whether I'm sure they're classy. Yeah, oh, super classy, of course. And so I ring announced him here in South Bend. So it's great. Marty Janay, I hung out with him after the show, brought Jashawn up and some friends of mine, and, and we hung out. And he was real nice. We were laughing. I said, how'd I do? And he's like, Marty Janetti. And, you know, did my ring announcing voice. And he said, I did a hell of a job getting, you know, not that he needed anybody to get him over, especially since he was in the main event. Uh, we actually put the title on him for one night. <laughs> um, it, it was very bizarre that, like, because they never, even when they do have big time celebrity, they normally don't put the title on it. So, so we had Marty Janetti actually go over the champion for one night, um, and then uh, we did a rematch. Um, so he, I, when I met him, he was great. He was a, he was a very nice guy that night. It was a Friday night here in the South side of South Bend. I ring announced him very well and, uh, I did a great job for him. The next night was in Michigan city. Uh, I had no plans of ring announcing a friend, uh, of mine who ended up taking over my spot as I lost interest in doing this sort of gig and lost interest in the overall indie scene. Uh, but I just wasn't booked to ring announce that night. So I had done it. I, I, I got to ring announce him Friday night, which was at the time kind of a, kind of a really cool thing. It wasn't a dream, but it was uh, a dream of mine to ring announce a, a, a major star. And he was a pseudo, you know, ex WWE wrestler. So I got to ring announce him. It was really cool, you know, um, at the time. Um, so Saturday night, Michigan City at one of the the lodges, we're we're at we're we're at the show, and um, you know of course I just go in for free, you know talk to the guys. Marty's there again, and um, there there's this great uh, uh, guy um, who did all the ring ring announcing for years, Ryan Anderson. Uh, he's a he's another Ryan, you know. Uh, good kid, uh, just loves wrestling, just has a real passion for it. Never a wrestler, but he ended up doing ring announcing for, you know, for the past 10 years, I believe, after I, after I you know, gave it up. Mm -hmm. So he was ring announcing. Marty was in the main event. I think Marty may have given up the title. It may have been a different promotion. I, it's, uh, that, that part of the story doesn't matter. So uh, before the show, I'm talking to Marty, and I said, hey, Marty, uh, uh, you know, um, hey, since I did such a good job and, and you know, you made some good cash after the, because we got a big turnout, we promoted this well, I was like, you need to buy me and my buddies some drinks tonight. And uh, he said, all right, yeah, yeah, give me after the show. We'll have, we'll have some drinks together and I'll cover your drinks. And, you know, I got any, you know, Marty Jannetty promised me. Okay, this is, you know, Mar again, the Marty Jannetty promises he's going to buy me drinks and I'm going to hang out with him and his groupies <laughs> with my friends um, so he had a couple of his groupies 
they look like sheer prostitutes, might I add. Um, just the classiest, the high heels, you, you know, boy, oh boy. If you could, if you could spot a slut a mile away, you could spot a slut a mile away. Um, and the show's over, and, the, and and this lodge, you know, has a bar separate from where the ring was set up. So they were taking down the ring, and you know, everybody was trying to get pictures with Marty, yada yada. And I'm just getting, you know, we're you know we're getting kind of tired, and uh, 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 you know, so we'd already ordered me and my buddy Brian, and um, I can't remember who else was with me now. I know it was me and Brian. I had another friend with me. That's 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 the worst part of this story. I can't remember who my other friend was with me. But um, anyways, that's not the important part. You know, uh, Janetti was selling some stuff on a pool table for like a film, like a super kick. He he he, uh, he took a super kick onto the table. I don't know. It was some goofy shit. So Marty, n- now I feel like Marty's dodging me. Okay. And, you know, I'm not going to forget about free drinks from Marty Gennetti, okay? So then he finally well, goes, like, oh, yeah, yeah. G-Reg drank kegs. Yeah, I, dr- I, dr- I drank quite a bit. And and uh, I I wanted to just, you know, I first of all, I wanted free drinks. And second of all, I wanted to have drinks with, you know, Marty Gennetti and just be able to say that, even though I had already, you know, met him. I re-announced him the night, night before and everything like that. So... He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be over in a second. I'll be over a second. Okay. Well, he started bullshitting more, bullshitting more. He was, you know, being good with the fans. But I started to think he was just uh, yanking, you know. And then, and then, and then he dodges me. When I go to the bar, he goes around a, d- a different direction. He goes to his groupie girls, and he's just surrounded around them. And and I hear him yell, "Yeah, the drinks for her, her, and her on my tab. I got them. I got them. You know, yada yada yada." And then I'm just like, hey, Marty. So I yell across the table. I was like, hey. He's like, oh, yeah, just give me a second, man. Just give me a second. And then and then so I say, fuck it. And then the, the time's ticking. Now it's 15, 20 minutes. Yada, yada. Um, uh, I've had another couple drinks. These drinks are, uh, I think they were not cheap at the time. But um, he promised me he was going to pay for my drinks tonight and my friends. So I go over there. They don't go over there. I go, Marty, and I and I, I go, excuse me, ladies, you know. And I get over there and I say, Marty, uh, I was like, you owe me my drinks. He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's like, okay. Now, what I didn't tell you, Ryan, and everybody out there listening, is there was an annoying woman standing with probably twenty-five times too much makeup. Um, trying to hover over Marty and kept coming back away because he kept shooing her away, and she kept saying, "Oh my God, I want to, I just, I just want to talk to Marty, and I just want to be all over him, and I just want to." <laughs> and, and she was just, and she was absolutely, I don't know, she could have been in her forties, but she looked like she had been life had just smacked her in the face and ran her over with <laughs> uh dump trucks and you name it she was just weathered she looked like you know added a big fat 15 years of just you know crackheadedness or she's seen there. better days oh my god it was it was rough, and she was annoying me at one point. She's like, "You know him? Oh my god!" I hate him. And then, so I'm bugging Marty. 
okay at this point and she's annoying me he's like all right that that woman's been bugging me all night he's like i promise you i was just like marty you already promised me he's like no no no, no. i didn't <laughs> promise i promise you if you go over there kiss or make out with that woman and get her off my back i'll buy you and your buddy drinks for the rest of the night i said come marty fuck you no come on man no no, no, no. He's like, no, man. He's like, I promise, I promise, dude. Hey, 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 hey. And then the and then the girls are like, he's like, he's like, they're like, am I a liar, girls? And then like, they go, no, he's the best or something <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And and I'm like, this is you got to be fucking kidding me. And I'm just like, Ugh. he's just like, I promise, man. I promise, man. Just just do it, man. Just you know, if you can get her off my back, I'll. I'll owe you even more, man. I'll give you money out of my pocket. <laughs> well, and we know he's no not more. giving you his cocaine. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's not giving me the cocaine, uh, nor did I want any of that shit. Um, <laughs> although I probably could have flipped it for some good money, but anyways, I digest. But uh, I go over there, and he's, he's looking over, and then the girls start looking over, and they're like, they're like, ah, he's not going to do it. And, it, and uh, I... That is ten years ago, so I, you know, I was a little bit lighter in weight, and and then she's just like, "Oh my God, what did you talk to Marty about?" It, I was just like, "Yeah, I, I told him about you," and she's like, "Oh my God, no way!" And I was just like, "Yeah, but um, you know," I was just like, "Well, I got to do something," and she goes, "What?" And then I, well, Ryan, I grabbed her and I just laid a big old three second kiss on her. <laughs> don't know 40s 50s don't know where she'd been worst Blah! i came out she's like oh my <laughs> and i just go Blah! and then i turn around and marty looks like he had just witnessed quote unquote a murder or a ghost <laughs> no pun intended and i go marty drinks now and I said it like I was his father. And he goes, he goes, excuse me, lady. He takes off running through the building. <laughs> now, again, I'm skinnier. And I start chasing him. I'm chasing <laughs> Marty Jannetty through a building like a fucking cartoon. And I'm like, you get back here, you little rascal. I didn't say it like that. But I'm not joking. I literally was chasing him around a damn building. He's ducking. And then I eventually lost him because he's a sneaky little bastard. <laughs> And he's gone. And then uh, I'm chasing Marty J for free beer, free <laughs> Long Islands, whatever. I'm chasing him. He made me kiss a, a whatever it was. Uh, he wouldn't even let him into his little groupie click, you know. Um, and uh, and then she started following me around. Uh until I finally, you know, and I finally hunted him, hunted him down. And, and you know, I, you know, like I could beat up Marty Gennetti anyways. You know, he's still a stocky little old buff, older buff man, you know. With athletic, you know, I finally, but I'm chasing him around. I mean, I, get I, over wish, here. I wish Brian could have got video. I was like, get back here. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I can't. And I remember him yelling, I can't believe you fucking did it. You're crazy. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> but, you know, how am I going to outrun? And at the, first of all, 
I've, I've never been never been the quickest runner to begin with, even when I was skinnier. And second of all, how am I going to outrun an athletic cokehead? Uh, there, there's no way I was they catching just him. And finally, <laughs> oh yeah, and he scattered and he disappeared. And then I saw him again, and I saw him run again. It was like. Uh, it was literally like uh, a Looney Tunes from the 50s or the 40s. Um, and, you know, G-Rank chasing Marty Jannetty for free beer because he kissed an old woman. <laughs> what? What? You can't you can't make this shit up. Like, you can't. You can't. This is this is the this is I mean, I've got other stories, but this is this is one of the ones that takes the cake uh, <laughs> on. On my stories that Marty Janetti promises me free booze to make out essentially with a, a, a creepy old stalker woman at a bar that's got 25 times too much makeup on. And I finally catch him after I had given up for a while. I finally catch him talking to somebody from the from the promotion. And I sneak up and I just grabbed him and put him in a headlock. And I said, Marty! <laughs> and like, you know, I put him in a, I was like, Can you? he's like, all right, all right. He's like, I'll get you a drink. And I was just like, a drink? And I'm just like, God damn it. I was like, me and my friend, right now. He's like, so he got one set of drinks. I chugged them. And then the and then the chicks, and, and the, 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 the chick, the woman, the full-blown woman. <laughs> Oh God! Which the, could the have I mean, cougar? <laughs> possibly could have been a man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, with the look, so let's just be honest. Uh, she started bothering me now. She's like, she's like, so is that it? You're j- you just did that as a, a dare or a joke? You don't really <laughs> like me? And 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 again, I'm. This is all one hundred percent. You know, you you can ask Brian. It was. And you know what? Marty only bought us one round because we chugged him, and then he got busy with something else. I was like, "Thanks for fucking nothing, Marty." And then he was just giggling like, <laughs> and so I we had to sneak out of there when she went to the bathroom because she was following me around. Um, so it, she was. I, I'm getting to the point where I'm so tired tonight. It's like I just can't even believe that I did that. Just for I don't know if I did it for the sheer uh, rush of the dare or the sheer just to get free booze or uh, or the fact that it's uh, something that would be a great to tell a story about Marty Jannetty. But that is my Marty Jannetty story. That's wild. I chased. I reannounced him one night. Chased him around an arena the other night, and he had me kiss forties, uh, fifties, God knows what age bracket she was. It was not my age bracket, and it was disgusting. Um, and I <laughs> and did all for one round of drinks. Would I do it again? Probably not, but the story stands, and uh, the story... Let me get over here. <laughs> the story is unfortunately nonfiction, and uh, yeah, that was me and Marty Janetti, two nights in a row. Um, 
And there's your story, Ryan. Wow. That that might be one of the best stories that we've had here on the Amateur Hour podcast. <laughs> um, but any anybody that's listening out there, if you have any wild stories that you would like to share with us, uh, if, whether it be wrestlers that you've met, um, any other celebrities or athletes, uh, let us know. Send us a message on the Anchor app. Uh, tell us about that. Maybe we'll feature it in a, in a future episode. Or, uh, you know, talk about it on Twitter, right? At the AHPod, hashtag AHPod. All right, Greg. So I know, you know, you've been plugging your show, uh, which we'll, we'll talk more about here in, in a few minutes. Uh, lackluster video, but I want to talk about blockbuster video for a second here. So um, the world's last remaining blockbuster video store is getting an extreme makeover. It's converting into a rental property for an epic end of summer sleepover. All right. So here's the deal. The current manager of the only surviving blockbuster video in Bend, Oregon, her name is Sandy Harding, and she's converting the store into an Airbnb for three nights only and a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So only three lucky f- people will snag one of the reservations for a sleepover unlike anything that, that you've ever seen. They get keys to the store, literally keys to the Blockbuster store. They can watch movies to their heart's content in a makeshift living room complete with a pull-out couch, beanbags, lamps, and pillows. Movies aren't fun without snacks, so this includes free pizza, Pepsi products, candy, and popcorn, plus whatever else that they want to bring. The store's entire movie collection is up for grabs, plus video games. Also, the available VHS players, so you can put in those old-school VHS tapes and watch all those 80s, 90s, and early 2000s movies. Reservations uh, started this past Monday, so I guarantee it's already booked out. Um, you have to be a resident of the county where this store is located in Bend, Oregon, though. So it's, it looks like Deschutes County. Um, so for one night only, you get it. The overnight sleepovers are set for the end of September from the 18th to the 20th and will accommodate up to four people. And the so what do you think about that? So like this store is still technically open. It's still being run as the only blockbuster left in the world, but then they just want to do this fun little promotion where you can rent it out on Airbnb and, and kind of like, you know, live the blockbuster life for, for a night. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts about that? I think this would be kind of cool. Like I'm kind of jealous that, that you have to live there to be a part of this and, and not only like, you know, there's only three nights available. Um, but I still think this is kind of cool. Well, you know, it's wild. My, one of my good friends, uh, Jeremy, shout out to Jeremy, uh, out in Oregon. Um, he, he just for his birthday took a, uh, took a trip, uh, you know, on his birthday week of, of many different things. That wasn't the only thing, believe it or not, it was still three and a half hours away from where he lived, but they still finally, after living there for a couple of years, he took a trip out and he sent me some footage of it, and it was pretty neato to see that last blockbuster on the planet. The place is pretty cool. They, they had um, uh, their on on their front on their featured title, uh, you know, with the old uh, 
the old like you know bold lights yeah like the marquee like, yeah yeah the marquee bold lights and the featured title of the week was uh or the week or the month that said feature title was uh, White Men Can't Jump. Huh. Um, and so they, you know, they had everything from, um, they had everything from old VHSs to uh, brand new Blu-rays um, in, in the store. Uh, they had a lot of cool little art, uh, movie art and things like that in the store as he, he gave me a, he gave me a little tour. He didn't do too much the whole, the whole way through, but um uh, converting to an Airbnb, I mean, it's, it's it, you know, the the store was not very busy when he was in there. Obviously, it's, uh, the renting world is not, I mean, it's it's not there. Streaming is there. So you've got to come up with um, other other ways. And you've got you've to play not only different ways to, uh, more modern ways of making money, you know, like the modern rice another throw-in joke there uh but no modern ways to keep up with to keep profits that's why you see around here if you guys are listening from out of state or anything like that this silly family videos they're selling cbd oil um (laughs) yes that's the we have cbd here oh Uh, they don't they're yes uh there's good good thing that's not in illinois because the family the family videos would be selling weed too yes they oh they sure would i, I mean they oh we would absolutely have uh well you know it's very interesting um because we have a family video in niles michigan so i should i should go in and check them out um <laughs> as as uh, i have many friends that uh uh including one of my best friends that just uh, go across state line and they can just buy from the dispensary um you could, you can. I mean, you can just buy it. You're quote unquote legally supposed to smoke it. Yeah, that's what that's what in, we do here in Illinois. In, yeah, yeah. That's uh, oh my lord. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's fantastic. But um, uh, yeah. M- modern problems call for modern solutions, and 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 you're 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 not only playing on an Airbnb, which is a big thing nowadays. Uh, that's that's important. Uh, people do that, and you're playing on the nostalgia of being able to stay in something cool, nostalgic, and vintage as a blockbuster video. So you're getting to play on modern with vintage and nostalgia. That is something that is very, very popular and very, very trendy right now, playing, uh, playing on modern concepts with vintage products. So, um, modern concepts with vintage products is the thing. Um, so I think it's a genius idea to keep to keep revenue going for the blockbuster video. So if you want to see the blockbuster video continue to thrive, it's um, it's uh, where it's at because it's not it's still operating as a blockbuster, correct? It's not yeah. completely... No. It's it's just occasionally going to be an Airbnb? Well, this is just a, a just a special like thing they're doing for just three, three days only. Yeah, it's like... three days only, but I, I, I see them going into this as a... Um, like a pop-up? If, if this is successful, we will see... I, I will guarantee Blockbuster will do this and maybe try other things in the meantime to keep the store running because you they're right now they're probably reaching into their own pockets to keep this going um without charging you know 
in all honesty, by being the last blockbuster on the planet, um, it should be there should be a charge for tours too. I mean, to be honest, there. Uh, I mean, the, if you're a member, it's free, but it's it's five dollars to walk in the door if you're if you're not a member. You know, I, yeah. I honestly think, but um, you know, it's one of those things is, is they've got to do what they they can do to survive. So, um, uh, I think it's I think it's pretty neat. I think it's pretty neat, and it's a, it's a neat way to 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 s- solve uh, money issues with with the with the modern again a modern solution yeah with vintage um, as we all know what I think about that yeah hey guys it's Greg from the Amateur Hour podcast uh, aka G Reg Chambers aka Greg Austin, a.k.a. Greg the Keg, or also known as Frank Thomas, the store manager of the last video store on the planet. Yes, the last video store on the planet, Lackluster Video. It's my new comedy web series. It's my new comedy TV show uh, brought to you by G-Reg Productions. You get to meet the great cast and the great characters of Frank Thomas, the store manager, who's played by yours truly. You can meet Jose Canseco, the amazing um, and very intelligent and disgruntled employee at Lackluster. Uh, You can also meet the hipster, uh, who's played by Jacob Badger, who's an amazing actor, and he is the none other than your classic hipster named Parsifal Gates. Also, he's constantly got to work with his most hated co-worker, the conservative uh, pot-smoking and comedian in real life, Joe Tidd, who plays Corbett. We also have the most amazing actress from two different Amazon Prime series, Stephanie Pugh playing um, Kendra. I almost forgot her name. No, it's absolutely... No, I didn't forget your name, Kendra. Sorry. Uh, Kendra, who plays a sex addict with multiple personality disorder. Uh, when all these get to crew and we have not been getting stock since 2007 what are we going to do uh, when the store is completely ran by a numb nuts named Frank Thomas it's a blast you guys will have fun the last video store on the planet we have VCRs we have VHS's we have everything you'll ever want for the year 2020 it is lackluster video TV on YouTube subscribe to G-Reg Productions subscribe to um, lackluster video like share and subscribe everything about it because it is funny and it is funny period not exclamation part it is funny watch it love it listen to it watch it again view it again love it Frank Thomas calling out lackluster video it's what life's about another episode of the amateur hour podcast i'm really glad that you could join us back again um that was a great time a lot of good stuff we talked about um you know what are your thoughts after uh, today's show oh you know um we help uh 
we should have a football season. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a shit show. Um, we're going to be able to Google. Uh, sorry, I'm doing the southern accent. Honestly, at this point, we'll be able to Google uh, not just Florida man, Florida woman. We'll be able to Google Florida team. Um, now to add to that resume of wonderful uh, shit shows of Florida things and Florida people down there. Uh, we had a great time talking about, uh, again, uh, Marty Jeanette, the Marty Jannetty story that uh, the whole world gets to hear now and I get to be shamed with. Um, and uh, NBA's bubble is uh, much better then they are treating it um, and they're being a little bunch of little spoiled brats right now running that down uh, MLB yay uh, what's going to happen with uh, the pro football well I'm excited we'll see um, we'll, we'll see what happens but uh, will there be violations there will be tons of violations and the big question is what position is going to be the most ornery what position is going to cause the most ruckus? We're definitely going to have to have a tracker. We're going to have a tracker. We're going to have an ornery ruckus position tracker on who has the most offenses, and um, we're going to uh, we're going to uh, I don't know we're gonna we're gonna put them on a list. And if and if we have a tracker and you guys participate in, we may have a prize for the winner who picks the most. So everybody gets to pick three. Um, and, and if you get one of your positions right, it has to be a specific position. Who the worst is, we'll win a little prize. We'll even put ourselves in it, but, you know, obviously if we win, we'll give it to the next best person. So, um, closest person. So, I'm excited. Let's do this. Uh, what else do we have, guys? Uh, we covered MLB, NBA, NFL, NCAA. Will we have an undisputed champion fall versus spring, or will the uh, the college coalition or college committee will they just suck it up and just be non-creative and boring and just have some meaningless championship uh, because it's just part of the league yeah, half and half um, or part of the NCAA? Who knows? But but we can always dream and you know fantasize about what we talked about tonight how we can do an undisputed champion between spring versus fall but all in all i think we had a great night talking about all of this yeah um we explored a lot of options wise and i think we can all just agree that uh it's going to be nothing but an entertaining fall watching not just being able to get football games which i which i know we will i don't think they're going to completely cancel it but the, sh the shit that's going to go around it and the drama it's going to be like watching sports and a reality show so hey if you guys if your girlfriends or boyfriends or whoever you have are not interested in sports bring them on in because it's going to be it's going to be like watching a, a, a car a crash. soap opera <laughs> yeah oh yeah you're, you're gonna have fun yeah you're gonna have fun guys but let us know what you guys think um about today's show we love getting feedback from you guys so whether it be via the messaging on the anchor app or uh, via twitter at the age pod or hashtag age pod let us know what you think drop us a line you know leave us a voice message maybe we'll put you in the show if you have any show ideas for us any segment ideas we would love to hear from you guys but uh once again thanks for tuning in and 
Can't wait to put on another show for you guys. Um, hopefully next week. But regardless, like Greg said, we're going to pump these episodes out a little more frequently than we have in the past. So on behalf of my co-host, Greg Austin, I'm Ryan Wozniak. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Also, again, Lackluster, a very special pilot, Lackluster TV. Go to G-Reg Productions on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share. When you want to see fun, you want to see funny, watch Lackluster Video. Meet Frank, Jose, Kendra, Corbett, and even Parsifal Gates on Lackluster TV on YouTube, streaming now. Good night, everybody. Oh, you Love you. You know what? I guess I'll plug my stuff, too, right? <laughs> so Go I, ahead. Yeah, you know what? One last plug. So, um, you know, Greg's got his lackluster video project. I actually have a DJ project that I do on Friday nights uh, via Twitch. We got the DJ Waz mix show. Wee-oh, wicked, wicked, wicked DJ Waz. Right. So it's every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern till usually about midnight, sometimes one o'clock if I'm feeling froggy. It depends on the requests that are in the chat. But uh, twitch.tv slash Ryan Wozniak will get you there, like I said, live every Friday night. Uh, 90s through the 2010s, uh, we got some pop, rock, hip-hop, all that other good stuff. Some throwback jams. It's so, so, uh, good times. Yeah, tune in for that. Tune into the podcast. Tune in to the the video. Guys, we're all over the place. But we will see you guys next week. Take care. We're here to entertain you. The Amateur Hour. Goodbye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Amateur Hour podcast. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Twitter at the AHPod. Join the conversation with hashtag AHPod. We'll see you next time. Thank you.